0: Log Talk Radio in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Saturday, January the 6th, and today we're going to remember one of the great traditions of January the 6th, which is, of course, the three wise men uh, who brought gifts to the baby Jesus. And for those of us who grew up in the Spanish uh, culture, I grew up in Cuba, of course, some of you may have grown up in different countries, but in the Spanish Christmas, uh, we would celebrate things a little different. Instead of getting our gifts on December 25th from Santa Claus, what we would do is the kids would get their gifts on January the 6th, a morning like today. We would get the gifts from the three wise men. So the, the tradition was, was fabulous and in many ways similar to Santa Claus. Uh, you would write letters to the three wise men. And then on the 6th of January, you get up early and you rush to the corner. Now, in some homes, they had a Christmas tree. In other places, they had a nativity set. In other places, uh, they had different uh, designs. Some places they had little replicas of the three wise men, you know, uh, walking to this or marching to see the the baby Jesus. So it, it was different in different places, but the idea was the same: that the kids would get the gifts from the three wise men. On January the sixth, on a on a morning like like today, so it was a wonderful tradition. I mean, it was something that we grew up with, and, and something that I still remember, even though of course that is not the primary way. But yet, you know, every January sixth, this memory comes to mind of all of those times that, as a little boy, I ran to uh, in our in our home. Uh, most of the time, there was an activity set. And we would run to see what we got in much the same way that kids today uh run to see what they get from what they got from Santa Claus. Now in Cuba, and I'm talking now a pre Castro Cuba, not communist Cuba, but pre Castro Cuba. And and this is this is true in many Latin American countries as well. What would happen is you go to you go to bed early the night before, just like you go to bed early on the twenty fourth. But the January 6th, what made January 6th so interesting is that the Christmas season was really from, let's say, the 20th of December, something like that, until January 6th. So instead of starting in early December, it would actually start closer to Christmas Day, and then you would have all the anticipation uh, of waiting for January the 6th and, of course, New Year's Day was in between, uh, in between Christmas and January the 6th. It was a great tradition, something that we loved to do, something that uh, was absolutely a part of our lives. And, and again, just something wonderful, something, these, these memories that keep coming back to you. Now, a few years ago, back in 2015, we had a, an interview with two wonderful ladies, uh, Amarilis Rassler, who is an author, and she's been on our podcast many times, Uh, She wrote that book about Cuban-American, you know, dancing in the hyphen. Great book. And then Tercy Bendenberg, who is a wonderful lady, who is a storyteller. That's her her job. She's a storyteller. And these two ladies uh, came to the show back in 2015, and we had a conversation about the three wise men, and they shared some of their experiences uh, growing up with this uh, tradition, Now, when you hear the show, of course, remember that this is dated, meaning that when you hear about the temperatures and stuff like that, remember that we're talking about 2015, not 2024, although sometimes uh, the temperatures uh, don't change that much, despite the fact that we have different dates. So I want you to sit back and enjoy this conversation that we had with these two wonderful ladies and the tradition of El Dia de los Reyes Magos which is a tradition that loosely translates to the Day of the Three Wise Men, but in Spanish, Los Reyes Magos. So sit back and enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy it a great deal. Blog Talk Radio.
1: This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, Texas, on Tuesday, January the 6th, day number 6 of 2015. And today we're going to remember one of the great traditions of growing up Cuban, and that is the tradition of Los Reyes Magos, which is the three wise men. And in the Cuban tradition, in the Cuban Christmas tradition, we used to get our gifts uh, on January the 6th, or this morning, in January rather than December 25th. And today to remember that wonderful tradition, uh, we've invited two of our wonderful friends, uh, Tercy Bendyberg and Amarilis Rastler. Now Tercy, of course, is a storyteller. Amarilis is the author now of two books. Uh, and uh, we're going to discuss, we're going to look back at this great tradition, the great tradition of Los Reyes Mago, something that we grew up with as kids. And uh, we kept it as we came to the United States. It was a little bit more difficult, I think, once we got up here because of conflicts and school and all of that. But nevertheless, we still kept it in our hearts. And that's something that we're going to share with you today, the great tradition of Los Reyes uh, Magos. Let me tell you about our friends at Audible.com. Audible.com, of course, is your source for audiobooks. We have a link uh, to their website on the show information. Go down there and click and Navigate through audible.com I have a feeling you're going to find a book uh, Or an audiobook That you're going to like Maybe there's a book there uh, By a certain lady named Amarilis uh, Maybe you can run into that book And if you do Why don't you get yourself a copy She's a great author We're going to take a little break And we'll be right back Well, this is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, Texas, where it's actually very cold. Uh, It's 31 this morning. It's supposed to drop to 19. So let me say hello to a lady who's probably in a much warmer climate, and that's Amarilis. How are you, Amarilis?
2: Hi, Silvio. Good morning. It's it's 58 here, sunny and bright, and everybody's waiting um, to see who's going to get the cross in, in Tarpon Springs near us. A young man would go into the water and get the cross. There's the Greek epif- epiphany tradition there, so we're waiting for that.
1: Oh, wow. And let me say hello to Terci, who I know because she told me off the air that it's pretty cold in Georgia.
2: It is cold. It's forty
3: six degrees, but it feels even colder. We're gonna go in we're gonna be in the teens tonight.
1: Right, right. That's the same here. I think the whole country the whole country is being hit by this cold wave. I mean up in Chicago it's minus zero, very, very cold up there. So I guess I guess uh we can say that los Reyes Magos don't care about the weather. They come no matter what the <laughs> weather is, right, uh, ladies? Yes. <laughs> well they so, left uh, me a
3: note. They left me a note complaining. <laughs> oh they did.
1: Okay. Well we'll hear about that. Yeah, they in they came second.
3: by. I'll tell you I'll tell you in a little bit, but they did come yeah. back and remind oh, me about some stuff.
1: Well, when they come to Texas, you know, they wear boots and hats, but that's another
3: <laughs> but that's another
1: story. But let's do this. Uh, I know we've had you on the show many times, but I always think there's a new listener out there who doesn't know you, so let me give each of you ladies an opportunity to introduce yourselves. Now, I will say up front something common to the three of us is that we came here with our parents uh, in the 1960s, although I know Amarilis came as a Pedro Pan, but eventually uh, was able to join her her parents. So we came here in the 60s, uh, and uh, we left Cuba, of course, because of the communist situation there. So that's kind of a common to the three of us, but let's get, Terci, why don't you tell us about yourself and what you do?
3: I tell stories for a living. I've been doing it professionally since 1992, and I do folk tales and legends. Uh, pre-k through adults womb to tomb and i tell personal and family stories (laughs) as well mostly mostly immigration stories or stories of exiles leaving home finding home
1: yeah i think there's a reason for that i bet (laughs) you relate to those i bet i wonder why yeah now amarilis uh you've become a wonderful author in fact you've got two books now so tell us about yourself
2: Well, um, I'm very involved with writers and writers' groups here in my area. Um, It's been a lot of fun. Seven years ago, I decided I wanted to write uh, and leave a book for my mother and my children. And it turned out to be a very good um, way of uh, telling my story, Cuban American Dancing on the Hyphen. And then I have other stories of uh, life experiences and uh, a real desire to share about that and, and touch base with the supernatural that I'm interested in with angels. And also I wrote this second book, The Chairs.
1: Right, and you were so nice. You sent me a copy that I read over the holidays. It's an absolutely wonderful book. It, it like, like your first book, I have to say, both of your books are, are very warm and very much from the heart. And uh, that's why uh, I think you, you I, I think that's why people like your books because they feel they get to know you, if you will. Uh, when Thank when you. they read when they read your your books. Now here's what we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna each one of you is gonna do a presentation about Los Reyes Magos. Before we do that though, I want just a quick uh, story from your childhood or even from today, uh, about Los Reyes Magos. So Tercy, tell us your Reyes Magos story.
3: Well, I grew up with the Reyes Magos, but then when we ended up in Decatur, Georgia, we adopted the, the tradition of Santa coming on the 25th, and that was wonderful. Uh, but when my children were born, our children were born, I really wanted them to, to have that tradition in their lives. So although most of the gifts came from, the three, from, from Santa Claus, uh, the wise man always left something for the boys, and the boys always left uh, something for the wise man. Usually uh, there was a check for a shelter, a homeless shelter or something similar that they would take and, and deliver for us. And last night, because I have a great nephew and a great niece and there's a tiny little uh, also great great nephew in in, in Florida, in the Bendeburg side of the family, I, I wrote them a letter for them. And, and I left hay and I left water and I left three cups of Cuban coffee And I left some Three Kings bread. Oh, I I put a picture of it on my my Facebook wall. And, you know, I left the letter, and and lo and behold, this morning they left gifts. They left (laughs) some gifts for Cody. They left some gifts for, for Sam and for Ruby. And they also reminded me again, they've been doing it for years, that the roads tend to be slippery, that the coffee, unless they get it here, is very weak. And that there's a guy that has reindeers that fly. They don't have any problem with the roads. So, 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 uh, you know. But I ignore. I'm going to ignore their their little complaint because they, I think they do like to stop by wherever I live. And that's my story.
1: Well, that's a wonderful story. I I think that Santa Claus. I mean, uh, the the three wise men always did like Cuban coffee. That much I can confirm. <laughs> From personal experience so Amarilis what's your your Reyes Magos memory or or experience
2: well I I always remember Cuba and under the bed all the presents and the little letter we wrote and put on our shoes uh, would be gone I was always fascinated with the wise men, the three kings. So um, this year I always pick a theme at Christmas time to study and I study about the wise men and uh, was really um, felt warm towards them because they seem to have knowledge and intimacy with the spiritual and with God that um, uh, it just fascinates me. So um, we do have a banner that when we moved in our home many years ago, my daughter and I as a little girl made, and uh, we still have it. It's the first thing that goes up at Christmas, and it, I pin it to the mantle, and it's the last thing that gets put down and put away, and that says, and wise men still seek him. So that's that's a tradition here. Uh, when my son mm-hmm. used to live in Alaska, he, um, before he would come for Christmas, he would say, is it, the banner up. So the, that's a tradition in our home.
1: Yeah. Oh. You know, one, one that that is great. You know, one thing, ladies, that, that I've always uh, enjoyed about Los Reyes Lagos is that it <laughs> made the Christmas a lot longer, if you know
0: what I mean. Because, yeah. I,
1: you know, the, the Christmas in the United States, for most people, I'm not going to say for everybody, but it kind of ends on a few days after the 25th, and even though people still leave their trees up and all of that for a while, the tradition of, of uh, January the 6th, or Reyes Magos, just made it a little bit longer. The other thing, too, that I've always liked about Reyes Magos is that it makes the story more, more religious, because as much as we love Santa Claus, and he's a wonderful personality, and everybody loves him, he's really a secular figure. But Los Reyes Magos is in the story, in, in the book, right. in the Bible. So sure. I think that's the other reason I think when, when you when you practice or when you do the or you participate in the practice of Los Reyes Magos, you are participating in the story in the Bible because they did come and see uh, the baby Jesus. So that's another thing I like about it. The fact that it makes it a more religious holiday versus the more secular uh, Santa Claus story so that that's one one thing that I've always loved about it but here's what we're going to do each one of you ladies is going to do a little performance for us and we <laughs> we love your performances performance
3: of one well I've got yeah, Lucy right. and Maggie looking at me here all God. right
1: well you tell them to applaud well they can <laughs> bark if, 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 yeah, you, they if can they're bark. happy they can bark if they're happy with you I'll tell you what let's go with Tercy first you're going to tell us a story so go right ahead
3: Okay, this is a story that I heard in communist Kiva, and I heard it from a teacher that had studied in Russia, and it's called Babushka and the Three Kings. Babushka did not like children. She didn't. She said that kids had sticky fingers and dusty feet and that wherever children went, dust followed. She was also very, very frugal, and she only went to town to buy a few things, and when she did, if a little child was with his mother or her mother, and Babushka looked at the child, the child would become afraid because those beady little eyes could just stare at him or at her. Babushka also had something in her life that was very important. She was very clean. She loved to clean her house. She cleaned from morning till night. One night she was busy cleaning when there was a knock at the door. Who could it be at this time of night, she said. And so she went to open the door, and there in front of her were three magnificent men. They wore crowns. They had robes of beautiful colors, and behind them there was a caravan. There were people with tambourines, and they were singing and dancing, and even camels. She had never seen camels, especially in her part of the world. And then they said, Babushka, we're on our way to see the child. The Christ child, come with us. He's a holy child. Holy child, she said. There's not such a thing. We're following the star. And they pointed up and she saw, suddenly looking up, the most beautiful star right above her cottage. She said, I don't have time. I've got to clean. I I, I just cannot do this. I'm I'm not ready. I, I don't really talk to people. Go, go, go. And she shut the door on their faces. Babushka couldn't get what she had seen out of her mind. And she put away her broom, and she sat for a minute and fell asleep. And then she had a dream. Babushka dreamt that she had died. And at her funeral, the only ones that came were her broom, her dustpan, and uh, cleaning water and soap. There wasn't a soul there. And she was saying, I should have gone with them. I hope it's not too late. I hope it's not too late. And that is how she woke up, saying those words. I hope it's not too late. She ran to the door, and they were gone. And the star was no longer over the cottage. I waited too long. It is too late. I'm old and I'm bitter, and I'm always angry to children. I'm going to change my ways. And babushka started to change her ways, and she also had a secret hope in her heart. She hoped that maybe they would return for her the following year and invite her again to join them. And so at night, instead of cleaning her house, she started to make toys, little tiny wooden toys and cloth toys. Now, her eyesight wasn't good. She was old, and sometimes the, the, the paint was running. And sometimes she would forget to put an eye on one of the little animals that she made. But you know, they were made with so much love. And every time she finished a toy, she took it and put it in a sack and always said, for the holy child. Whenever she went to market now and a child saw her and she looked at the children, her eyes softened and the children smiled back at her. A whole year went by. And now she had a sack full of toys for the children, for the holy child, for anyone that she would see on the way. She waited and waited and waited. And they didn't come. No one came. And then she thought, you know what? I'll go. I'll go in the name of the holy child. And so she took the sack and she bundled up because it was so cold. And she went from home to home in her village. And the villagers were so amazed to see her, but so happy. And they would say, come follow us. Our children are asleep. You know, look at them, Babushka. When they're asleep sometimes, they look like angels. And Babushka always nodded. And taking a gift out of her sack, she placed it by the pillow where the child or the children were sleeping. And those gifts that were so imperfect were suddenly transformed into the most exquisite gifts for each had been made with love and things that are made with love are never, ever wasted. And as she left each gift in the pillow of the sleeping child, Babushka said, for the holy child. For she knew that night that every child, every single Little child is a holy child, Babushka and the Three Kings.
1: Oh, wow. Now, wow. tell me, you said you heard it in Cuba?
3: I heard it in Cuba from a teacher, and then I I have found it in, in books of folktales.
1: Wow, <laughs> wow, wow. Now, the many, many Russians, uh, I may be wrong on this, but maybe Russians are, uh, I know Eastern Europeans, many of them, of course, are Catholic. Others are Greek Orthodox, which is very similar uh, right. to the Catholic Church. Just like you know, I, I think the structure is different, but uh, very similar Mass and so on. And I'm wondering mm-hmm. if uh, if the Greek Orthodox celebrate the same way that the you know the, the Spanish Catholics like we grew up the the sixth of January. I bet they do.
3: I think they do, and I also uh, I had a child in a workshop. Uh, that was a, her family were Coptic, Coptic Christians, and she was telling me that they celebrated on the seventh, which is was very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that the year that I was teaching that workshop, there had been a massacre of Christians meeting that night in her part of mm-hmm. the world, and she was wow. very very sad. But I never followed up on that, so I'm gonna I'm gonna research and find out
1: yeah no it's just interesting because uh Romanians i know Romanians uh, many Romanians are uh, are greek orthodox i think that's the right term i hope i'm using it correctly uh greek orthodox i think that's the right oh,
3: eastern eastern eastern, eastern yeah. yeah that's what
1: it is Eastern I said Greek, but i think it's more eastern but anyway a fascinating story i, I guess the idea of redemption right the idea of of coming you know of of finding finding uh, Christian or finding, you know, religion through that through that story. That's wonderful. Now, Amarilis, you're going to share with us um I believe a poem. So, uh is this from one of your books or something that you wrote for uh, us?
2: No, this is something I wrote recently after um, studying about the Three Kings and uh it puts it tries to put you right in the place where they were coming and and to adore him but I did want to also share that um I looked up the three gifts that they brought and I thought I thought it was interesting that they brought gold which symbolized royalty and it was the most precious metal of that day and it was also um the the three kings were used by God because that that money that gold uh hurt, probably helped support the holy family when they escape into Egypt. So that was interesting how God used the three kings in so many ways. And frankincense is a resin used ceremonially. And at that time, it was the only incense permitted on the altar of the tabernacle, and then the, the temple uh, made it for Jerusalem, in Jerusalem. And then wow. the last one, yes, I thought that was very interesting. The last one was a foreshadowing gift, myrrh. It's a gum-like substance to embalm the dead, and sometimes a drink given for pain, as as it was given at the cross. So it was a foreshadowing of the Lord's suffering and death on the cross. So um, the three gifts are very symbolic, um, very precious gifts. So here's the little point: Come, three kings, come, three kings, your gifts to bring. Worship now on bended knee. See the light upon his face, that from far away you traced, guided by his shining star. Camels bring you now to see God in flesh for you and me. Come, three kings, thy presence lay, bowing heads, do homage pay, for the child you gaze upon is God's one begotten Son. So that's my little
1: poem, which puts I you there. I love it. Thank yes, you, it's Tracy. wonderful. It's wonderful, um uh, uh, Isn't it amazing, ladies, how holidays inspire people to write things? I, I was like your inspiration with that poem. Your inspiration with your story, uh, Tracy, um, You know all the wonderful Christmas carols uh, in Spanish and English that we we have sung over the years. Isn't it amazing how um, a tradition, you know, a holiday inspires people? Um, What what do you think about that? Why do you think that is, Tercey? Why does a holiday like Christmas uh, inspire people to write wonderful things like the one you you read to us or the one you shared with us?
3: Well, I think um, one of my favorite uh, songs is Glenn Campbell's Christmas is for Children. Hmm. And it ends up with, Aren't We All Children on Christmas Day?, and I think we all long for the innocence and for the hope and for the pure faith that that children have. And the unclouded uh the unclouded way that they look at a at, at God and at goodness. I think that's 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 what I think.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, that's right, because children have this unconditional belief, you know, if you, when you, and, 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 you know, the story of Santa Claus is the best example. I remember when my sons were little, how they used to, their eyes would just open up, you know, when, 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 you know, they would hear about Santa Claus coming and they would believe the story unconditionally, which is wonderful uh, for children. What, what, what inspires people in your opinion, Amarilis, at, at a time like this?
2: I think that there's a, a softer heart and a concentration yeah from our history and our culture of giving. And, of course, uh, I think we we reflect this, this, um, the love of God that he came to give. He gave himself, and I think that that's still here um, in, in that season. It, there's a concentration of that, knowing what he came to do. And so I think there's a focus on giving and, and thinking of others and putting others first
1: right it's fascinating let me let me ask uh, you ladies a quick question here as we as we wrap up one of my biggest frustrations um uh you know growing up here uh, almost you know 50 years in the United States is is the the fact that i i hate to, i would hate to see us lose the tradition of los reyes Magos. it's a very difficult tradition to pass on because you know your sons grow up in a different country they grow up and 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 obviously it doesn't mean to them as much as it did to us so um it how how do you think we should keep this tradition tercy
3: well i think um you know it is our tradition but It's also the tradition of of our mother country spain and and it's also the tradition in many countries, especially Mexico. Mexico has a lot of things, uh, a lot of ways of celebrating this holiday. <clears throat> and I think um new immigrants are continuing to celebrate this in, in, in different ways. And I think I can see it um I can I can see it not becoming mainstream necessarily, but becoming another another tradition that That is mentioned in in our melting pot, right. and as far as personal and family, <clears throat> I think what I did you know this year with the new babies uh they're not getting a lot of gifts, they're just getting something they got their gifts first from Chanta, but I know that that especially ruby bell who's who's four, will be very happy to see the pictures and and everything because she hasn't seen them already this morning that I put them. On Facebook, so she could see. She doesn't live in Atlanta. Uh, of the visit of the king. So I think, I think if we can remain children inside, and uh, maybe we can do it for that generation, and maybe maybe the others will follow. I don't know. Yeah, um, that's a great so.
1: thought. Yeah, that's a great thought. How about you, Amarilis? How how do you think we should pass it on? Because it is a beautiful tradition.
2: <laughs> the, the same <laughs> way. The same way you're passing on your cultural background too, Sylvia, with writing and with telling your children. I think that when we leave something like that, like I wrote the blog for um, the three wise men, and I will read that to my grandchildren and share it with them and ask them questions about it. And I think that um, when we do that, um, we're keeping the tradition alive. When we keep speaking, when we keep putting banners on the mantle and all, it's, 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 a, it's a good thing to do, a golden thing to do, to leave with them by telling and writing and just sharing. And I love the way Tercy, uh has in her Facebook how she left food for the camels. And, oh, it was wonderful. She's, she's really made the tradition alive. So it, it was right. wonderful.
1: She has. She I feel
2: like has. She's
1: um, like a little kid last night. <laughs> well, I, I think was that's
3: what it's like. Yeah, but that's you. what
1: it's that's what it's about. You know, I think this tradition does take us back to our childhood. It makes us <laughs> remember our childhood and feel like, like kids again. Because I will say one last thought here. One one of the things I've noticed, uh, just in my being here in the United States, is how more and more secular Christmas has become Uh, since we first came here. I mean, back in the 60s and 70s, it seems like it was more a holiday uh, about, you know, the birth of Jesus. Now it's become, I think, a much more cosmopolitan holiday, if I can put it that way. You've got Christmas music being played. I mean, my gosh, you know, the day after Thanksgiving, we have two Mm -hmm. radio stations in Dallas that are blasting Christmas music 24-7. And so I, I think that we've lost a little bit the story of Christmas, and, and one of the beauties of, of the three wise men, or Reyes Magos, is that it does, you know, the story does have Jesus in it because they go and take their gifts to the baby Jesus. And that's one of the reasons why I like the story and one of the reasons that I try to, you know, I try to communicate it to our sons, even though sometimes you feel like you're swimming upstream because there's so many other challenges um, that going on in our lives. But I do want to thank both of you ladies so much for joining us today. Terci and Amarilis, I want to wish you uh the very best with your projects with your storytelling with your books and uh, let's uh let's do this uh let's do uh, this again and i'm thinking mother's day would be a good time for us to get together and, and, and celebrate once again uh growing up cuban and what mother's day uh reminded uh, many of us so make an appointment with me on around mother's day and we're going to do another one ladies thank you
2: Sylvia, okay. for all you, you do thank you so much yes
1: well, thank informed. you, ladies.
2: Thank you. Oh,
1: okay. Thank you so much. Thank okay. you, ladies, for joining us today. Okay. And uh, both of you have a wonderful, and I hope that, uh, I hope Los Reyes Magos brought you your favorite gift. <laughs>
3: thank <laughs> yes, you. thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you. you.
0: Thank you, you. you. Bye-bye. Bye, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye-bye, Tercy. Bye. Bye-bye,
1: Amarilis. Uh, both of you ladies, wonderful ladies, great friends of our show, and uh, always call on them when we uh, look back at our growing up uh, Cuban Memories. As I say, we're going to have a, we're going to, we have a date with these two ladies uh, already on the calendar for a Mother's Day show, and we'll, we'll remember Mother's Day uh, Cuban-American style. Everybody, have a wonderful day. If you didn't get gifts today, well, maybe next year you need to write a letter to the three wise men. You know, they do like to get letters, so maybe if you write a letter next year, you'll get a gift. Have a wonderful day, everybody. This is uh, Sylvia O'Connor in Dallas.
0: This is Silvio Canto in Dallas, Texas. You know, when I listened uh, to that uh, that show, it's hard to believe that was nine years ago, 2015. I didn't realize that we had recorded that such a long time ago, but uh, the message is the same, and both of these two wonderful ladies, uh, I think they explained it uh, correctly, what we celebrate on this day, and it is a tradition that I hope we keep. I understand that uh, sometimes... Traditions from your past are, are difficult to keep because they're, you know you're in you're fighting against other things that are more popular, you might say. And uh, I just hope that we can keep the tradition going. And uh, I know they do in Latin America In many many countries in Latin America they do celebrate. And in the Spanish speaking world, I know in Spain, they celebrate January the sixth and the whole story of Los Reyes Magos. So I'm glad to see that that's happening in the Spanish-speaking countries, and it may also be true in in some other countries, too. I'm not familiar with everybody. I know that uh, in the Spanish-speaking world, they do celebrate uh, this day, but it was a beautiful experience growing up and getting up on the 6th of January and running to the nativity set or the Christmas tree or whatever it was in your home and finding gifts. I mean, it was just uh, it was just a great experience, and something that I'll, I'll never I'll never forget. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank you for joining us in this little trip down Memory Lane, and we'll talk to you later. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas.